We're normalizing shopping online. We're normalizing feeling good in our bodies. We're normalizing trying new styles, trying bright colors. We're going against the norm when they say curvy girls can't wear crop tops. We're showing the curves and we're loving ourselves. And that's what the brand is about. Welcome back to the show and happy December. We are excited to have a new episode of the show to share with you today. We have on the wonderful creator and influencer, Davida Roach. She is a creator of a platform and community that is growing significantly. It is about helping women inspire, inspire confidence in women who are curvy to make them feel good about themselves and not questioning so much all of the things that society has us thinking about as it relates to our weight and our appearance. Davida also has a wonderful and inspiring story to share and a nonprofit that she built around domestic violence. She grew up seeing domestic violence. She lost her 18-year-old sister to domestic violence, and she has this nonprofit now. In fact, there will be some information in the show notes about the nonprofit, so you can check it out. They have a big event coming up. But I'm excited to have you hear this wonderful episode with Davida. She talks about how she got started. She talks about also the fact that she met her now husband through the work that she did online and how he has really helped her um, with her business and also with her own story and confidence. So with that, I'm going to let you hear our conversation. We're going to jump right into it. Here we go. When did you start doing like doing influencer, being a creator? When did that get? When did that all start for you? Ooh, okay. So the quick backstory on that is, and I actually had no intentions. I may have, but I was like in denial of it. But how it happened is, my mom sold our home. We basically became homeless, and I was like, you know, and, and being homeless didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was homeless because we were in hotels. I was staying at friends' houses. To me, in my mind, homeless is being out in the streets or sleeping in your car. But at one point, I was like, okay, I can't keep doing this. I'm going to move to a different city and start all over. So I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, to stay with a cousin. And when I moved, I kind of wanted people to know who I was. Being in this new city, Atlanta is Atlanta. Like a lot of people are doing so many things there. And I was like, how can I get my voice out there? So I started a vlog and the vlog, I'm sorry, a blog. And it was called Davida's Diary. My diary of what it meant to be in this new city coming from Charleston, South Carolina, in Atlanta with all the celebrities, all the dreamers making everything happen. So of course, you know, when I saw my blog, I wasn't generating any income. And so I started working at a little Marriott job. It was right down the street from my cousin's house. And when I was working, I was still building community with my blogs, right? And so when the pandemic happened, I got laid off. I was like, I have to do something with this community that I've created. Like I built this community and now we got to do something with it. So when the pandemic happened, so many people were going through many things. I was like, you know what? Let's do an Instagram live stream. I went live for a whole week straight and I went live with like a financial accountant. I went live with a therapist, even a sex therapist. People were going through all the emotions and I wanted my page to be that space people could come to and just feel confident, just feel a little bit of joy. Cause you know, the people you know how the pandemic was. Mm-hmm. And so from that, I just took it and ran with it. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. So you, you, you built it from there. You built it as 
you know, kind of out of necessity, but also out of an earnest desire to have people, to give people something that you felt like you could use and other people could use. So you gave them content that was, that was like authentic and real to you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, y'all, I'm getting dressed up to go to the mailbox. This is what I'm wearing. And then <laughs> <laughs> people are like, oh, what you wear? Where's the link to that? I was like, link? Oh, uh, let me see. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about how your, like your approach, because there are so many creators and influencers who are trying to, to make it work, to make a living doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how that works for you in terms of like how you make it work so that it's a, it's a business that works on your okay. end? Yeah. So when I got my stimulus check, I think it was like $1,200 first one. And I was like, I got to make this stretch. Of course, I had to buy some groceries, but I also bought an ebook from like an influencer who I really looked up to. She had an ebook, you know, just telling you how to grow, how to expand, how to monetize. So I took notes from that. I think it was like $20. Then I also bought a little ebook for copyright, how to build captions that, you know, get people to shop. And so from that, I started pitching myself to brands. I started creating content that had high engagement. And then when I started pitching myself to brands, you know, I was like, you know, well, I would love to do this for you. This is what my rate would be. And it kind of got a little intimidating, you know, coming from where I come from. I don't come from much money. And I also got laid off. And I was also, when I was working at at that hotel, I was only getting paid like 500 every two weeks. So I really felt like it took a lot of confidence for me to say, I can do this post for you for 500. When I used to have to work for two weeks to make that. So it really took confidence in knowing that if other people are doing this, I can too. Little old mm-hmm. me from South South Carolina, I can do this too. And once I got that first brand deal, I started really taking my brand seriously. You know, I guess we'll talk about it later. I got my LLC. I started hiring people to help me grow and expand. And it's just been like on the up and up and up. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, because that is, I, I can't tell you how many people we talk with who are, you know, g- in the process, trying to make it work, trying yeah. to grow, trying to do those things. Yeah. And it's not simple. I, I, I think that's the thing is that people look at creators who are successful like yourself mm-hmm. and they think, oh, it looks easy. But it's not easy. Can, can you talk a little, can you talk about what it, like how much work is involved? That's one of the things that I think is important for people to understand. Yeah. How much time a day do you spend at your, at doing this job and building this business? I work about an eight hour shift. <laughs> I'll get on my social media. I got to post my daily devotion and then I'll talk to my followers because that is part of working, building my community. And then I'll be checking my emails all throughout the day just to make sure I'm not missing anything, checking the schedule, make sure I'm the podcast interviews, receiving pot packages, going through them. Recording the unboxing, putting the videos together. If I have to do like a haul or if I have a brand collaboration and I got to read the concept brief, brief, which can be like five to 10 pages, make sure that everything is within alignment because I really don't like having to reshoot. And then checking on my team, we kind of go over my analytics, how far I've grown, what's coming up. And then I'll talk to my graphics team, any upcoming trips trips that I have and any links that are relatable to that trip. And then yeah. and then there's like the answering of comments, like uh, was, at all hours, <laughs> at all hours, right? Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Because at that point, once we're done eating, I'll be on the couch and I'll go through comments. And then I'll also go to other people's pages. So I can't expect people to comment on my page. I'm not commenting on theirs. So going through people's stories, commenting, tuning into their lives and things like that. Mm-hmm. So when you say it's an eight-hour day, it's an eight-hour day plus... Plus... Whatever, like all the time you're spending after dinner, which is interesting. So, you know, I, this is one of the things that I find so I love about like what, how creators and influencers feel about the work they do. You, you, you all don't even think about it as like that, that time on the couch after dinner that you're probably spending at least a solid hour. Yeah. At at least, least, if not more, right. Responding to people, like building engagement, like Mm -hmm. making sure that the whole eco that whole ecosystem works yeah that's time and uh, it's you don't even necessarily consider that to be work not quite and I'll actually find myself in bed editing videos editing reels creating the caption the night before sometimes depending on my schedule so you've been really successful in getting the attention of Amazon. I saw that they have kind of pulled you in and brought you to do a few different events. And you do have a lot of content that is related to products. How does that work for you? So I think everybody listening has probably shopped on Amazon once or twice, maybe in the same day, whatever, on the same month. I will always find myself shopping on Amazon and reviewing, like trying on things and reviewing it. So I was like, you know what? Wait a minute. If I'm reviewing this and putting my reviews on these products, I need to be able to monetize off this. I had this idea in mind. It was called the 12 Slays of Christmas. I was going to work with a brand each day for each slay of Christmas. And Amazon was one of them. So I slid in their DMs. I would love for you guys to sponsor the eighth day of Christmas. I think it was like accessories or something like that. And they were like, yeah, we would love to work together. Would you like to join our influencer program? I started reviewing item products. You know, I would like post a picture of me in a dress. And here's the thing. I'm going to tell you right now, full transparency. When I first started, I was not making what I make now. Like I, mm-hmm. and of course, right. That's how it always is. Yeah. I posted a picture. And I was like, oh my gosh, love this skirt. You guys should grab it now. Link in bio. No, you got to really get into the details and you got to like create video content. At least that's what worked for me. Once I started creating video content, Mm -hmm. it actually started going viral. And people were like, let me get that. Because people could see the product in real time. Mm -hmm. That's when I started making money. And people were able to see my personality. They can't quite Mm -hmm. see the personality behind a picture. They can Mm -hmm. see a little bit in the caption. But the real personality, how people can know who you really are, how you feel about the product, how it makes you feel. It's in the videos. And yeah. so ever since then, I've just been more intentional about creating video content when it comes to Amazon. Put a link in my bio. If anything I buy on Amazon, I'm making sure I add it to my storefront immediately. So I want to talk about your content. Okay. Because I love the message. When you look at your Instagram feed, mm-hmm. it is very clear <laughs> who you are, what you stand for, and mm-hmm. what message you're trying to deliver. What is your message to people? Really to inspire curvy women who look like me to live fabulous lives, whether it's within a budget, you know, bougie on a budget, or if they're like really wanting to splurge, like I have something for everyone. And honestly, 
What I love most about my career is the fact that it builds me confidence knowing that I help build others' confidence, right? It's kind of hard to shop online because I'm not going to lie, before before shopping online became like a big thing, like how it is now, I used to get intimidated, right? Because I would get things, it didn't work, and I would feel bad about my body. I would feel bad about sizing up. And honestly, we're normalizing shopping online. We're normalizing feeling good in our bodies. We're normalizing trying new styles, trying bright colors. We're going against the norm. When they say curvy girls can't wear crop tops, we're wearing crop tops. We're showing our stomachs. We're showing the curves. And we're just doing the dang thing. And we're loving ourselves. And that's what the brand is about. Because there was a time when I did not love myself. And it really reflected in how I lived and even in my relationships. Can you talk a little bit about that shift? How did you shift? Because this is this is such a difficult thing for so many women, I find in particular, because I think the media has made us feel like we have to look a certain way. We have to, you know, be this specific size. And if you're not that size, there's something wrong with you. And it really starts, it sinks in. How did you go to, how did you make that shift for yourself? Ooh, well, for one, it really started with self-care. I went to, I started therapy, of course, and really mm-hmm. found out, you know, like one of the things that really bothered me about my body. And it would be the things that people said in high school, like, and even in my family, I was always the curviest in my yeah. group of friends. I was always the, the curviest in my family. And whenever somebody got mad, the first thing we would say was, you need to lose weight, you're fat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had to really look in the mirror one day, cry and say to me, you are beautiful. These people are telling you you're not beautiful because they don't feel that about themselves. But yeah. really knowing my worth, knowing who I am, looking in the mirror, dancing, you know, putting on clothes that make me feel sexy, not just cute clothes that make me feel sexy. I, I wanna I wanna ask you something about what you mentioned. You mentioned the trolls. And I've talked to a lot of other creators, influencers, women in particular mm-hmm. have you know, you could be somebody who writes or creates content about food Mm. and suddenly people are commenting about your looks. Do you get people who just the trolls who just want to say something negative? I do. And it's mainly men. And then of course, sometimes it's about my color, not just about my size, Mm -hmm. but my color and my size sometimes can Mm -hmm. really be like their, like, what is it? Ammo, I guess, like Uh to shoot me, uh, shoot me down and try to get in my head, especially with live streams. I've got trolled and it's got to the point where my fiance, he will comment back and like, Hey, don't say that about my my woman, you know, like he'll he'll he's like my number one fan, but Aww. it's got to the point where I'll look at it and just brush it off because it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything to me. But yes, simple answer, yes, I do get trolled. And how I deal with it, I just ignore it and I recognize who I am and which is who they're not. And they gotta deal with that, not me. I, I mean, that is such a that is such a healthy way to think about it. I know it can be difficult, but I appreciate that perspective because I know it is something we hear about from so many female creators and influencers yeah. that they get attacked for with comments that have absolutely nothing to do with what they nothing. posted and um and how to kind of not let it get to you. 
and mm-hmm. not let it ruin your day. It was interesting. I was talking with someone recently and they said that they do struggle with whether they should delete those comments when someone says something really nasty or mm-hmm. just leave it. Mm-hmm. Because she said she finds that when there's negative comments mm-hmm. or, or there are a couple comments, people tend to pile on because they're like, yeah. oh, people are saying something negative. Yeah. Let me pile on to the negativity. Yeah. Or like hate breeds hate is, yep. is sort of that idea. Yep. But then again, so that so if she leaves it, then you know she gets she gets more people piling on, but mm. then deleting it feels inauthentic, right? Because mm. you don't want to feel like you're deleting comments. So, mm-hmm. do you have a perspective on it? When it comes to posts, yes, I would delete it because I don't need that negativity on my page. My page mm-hmm. is for confidence building, mm-hmm. positivity, and things like that. And if you're being negative, you got to go. It's a block party. You're getting blocks, mm-hmm. and we're moving on. You don't need to bring your friends with you on my page and having any. Anybody else say anything hurtful about me that's going to affect how people view me, you know, like my followers could could see that and then they're like, you know what? Yeah, she doesn't look good in that. And I probably won't look good in that because me and her are the same size. No, go on no. about your business. Uh-huh. And let's move on. That's just yeah. how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, and that's the value of building your community, right? Yes. You've got yes. the people who follow you because they enjoy what you're doing. That's that they can have your back. They yeah. can, they can jump in. I love, yeah. I love that. So you, you talked about how your fiance is supportive of you. Is he involved in your business? He is. He is. He's actually my attorney. I have him on retainer. You probably get lots of different contracts that you have to review. Yeah. And I don't have time for that. There's like some language I can't see and mm-hmm. he'll, he'll point it out within like three minutes. I'm like, how do you hate that? That's a 15-page contract. He's like, I mean, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and it saves me time. And yeah. it also helps me be able to negotiate. And actually, one of the first times he protected me, I knew that. I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely got to hire him. Because before I became an influencer, before I started blogging, I actually had a small business called Hair Bakery Boutique. And I would make wigs for women with hair loss because it's something that I resonate with. Uh-huh. And so there was this time where this client, she ordered two wigs for me and I was trying out a new vendor, sent it to her and she didn't like it. And she was mm-hmm. like, Hey, I got the wigs and you know, I typically purchase wigs from you and th- these two are not it. I need my money back. And at this point, the money was already spent. And I was like, money back? I didn't know anything about that. So I asked my fiance, like, what can I do? He was like, well, do you have on your website? No, like final sales. I was like, no, it was like, you need to do that. And as a matter of fact, since you don't have that, you have to give her money back. Now now that you know this, let's go ahead and add that to your website now. So we went ahead and took care of that. He wasn't my fiance at the time. He wasn't my attorney. But I was like, okay, so yeah, he's the real deal. <laughs> like, uh, like, you know, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I want to talk about something that you brought up very briefly before, but I know is a really important thing for you. You mentioned that it was through an event you were doing for domestic violence yes, that you ultimately, that's how you ultimately met your fiance. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about using social media to help with domestic violence with women? Quick little backstory. Domestic violence is something that I witnessed as a child. And it's also something that I lost my sister from. She was 18 mm-hmm. years old. And Dear Deandra is named after her. Her name is Deandra Roach. And I use social media to share my story and to communicate with women. Of course, you know, you have to have confidence in yourself, but also whenever you're dating someone, make sure that you know your worth. Don't settle for less. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Deandra 
didn't know her worth. And that's why she was dating this guy. And so with social media, I've been able to share my story and connect with so many other women who would tell me how they're survivors or how they're currently in the situation. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to work with different speakers for my event. And so with my platform, I'm able to attract women who are either survivors, like I said, or currently going through it and they see their Deandra as hope and that their voice matters and that their story matters and that their life matters. And so Dear Deandra is the name of your, is that the name of your nonprofit? Okay. So, and, and the, and you have been able to use your social media following to build awareness about Dear Deandra and domestic violence. Correct. And in terms of the, how your audience reacts to it. Can you share a little bit about how your followers react to the content yeah. that you share as it relates to Dear Deandra? Yeah, they're, they're mostly positive, but mm-hmm. honestly, sometimes those posts don't get as high engagement as like my fashion mm-hmm. posts, in all mm-hmm. honesty. But the mm-hmm. ones that do comment, it's all positivity. For the people who do comment, they're inspired they are motivated by the story and they're also encouraged to donate or just speak up for themselves or someone that they know who is going through a you know domestic violence situation so i like i said it's the engagement isn't as high as mm-hmm. like the rest of my content but right the, the engagement that does come mm-hmm. it is positive so where do you want to take this where i mean you've built You've built your following. It's, you know, you're, you've got some great momentum. Where, where do you want to take this? Where do you see it going for you? I honestly want to be able to travel and show mm. what, show the world how a curvy woman like me who has been through so much, who has mm. lost so much in the past, mm-hmm. can live and thrive and flourish. I want mm. to be able to have a clothing line. That's affordable for women. And I want proceeds to go to a domestic violence shelter. And with Dear DeAndra, one of my goals, because I don't know if you know, but we actually have a mentorship program. We're serving young girls, teenage girls, because DeAndra was a teenager before she was killed. Mm -hmm. So we mentor young girls to practice self-care and no mindfulness. But I would love to have a line of bag purses that young girls can carry that can that can hold their their safety devices, little Mm -hmm. mace or Mm -hmm. something to protect protect them yeah. and it'll have it'll just be designed in a way like nobody can like snatch and grab their purse mm-hmm. and it's, it's just something that I would love to have in the future and it's it's inspiring that you know you yes of course you know you have built this social media following and you're showing people fashion related content a lot of a lot yeah. of that lifestyle type content but yeah. there is heart behind what you're trying to do. There is a message behind it and a story that I think probably resonates so much with people. Thank you. I mean, congratulations. I just want to say I'm so happy for you that your growth is accelerated in terms of your audience. If people want to find you and, and, and follow you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yes, they can go on TikTok or Instagram at Davida's Diary, D-A-V-I-D-A-S, Diary. And I'm currently working on my website, but if they want to get a little connected to me, they go to the link in my bio and become part of my email newsletter club. 
and you've got an amazing Amazon store. I went and checked out your Amazon store. So that's in your bio too. If they Absolutely. go to your, to your link, to your link in bio on Instagram, yes, probably on TikTok as well, they yes. can find a link to your Amazon store. Yes. Well, Tavita, thank you so much for spending Absolutely. this time for us. I'm so grateful for the time you spent with us and for sharing yeah. your story. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you're an influencer or a brand that wants to work with us, please feel free to email us at info at Until next time.